0: Looking to stand out from the pack at your first job? When you earn a master's in management from Georgetown, you'll gain the skills employers value most, elevating your career prospects for years to come. Get started at choosegeorgetown.com slash MIM. Hi,
1: and thanks for joining us. You found the Smart Driving Cars podcast I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the faculty chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi, Alan. Hope the holiday season's been going great for you and for the folks listening in.
0: Hi, Fred. Uh, Yes, uh, the students have gone home, and uh, I'm not going to do some work.
1: (laughs) Well, on top this week is the terrible Amtrak derailment in the state of Washington. Alan, automated systems and equipment that can prevent these tragedies have been around for years. Uh, lots of folks are talking about the excessive speed of the train, but there's plenty of blame to go around. You've got some thoughts here.
0: Well, yes, this is another terrible um, um, tragedy that uh, that is um, uh, just a crash. It's not an accident, it's, it's a crash. And it's similar to what happened to Amtrak in Philadelphia. Uh, there was a region where the train was supposed to go. 50 miles an hour there, and it was doing 100, and here this is a situation where the train was supposed to go 30 miles an hour, and it was apparently doing 80, and uh, we've had positive train control for, what, 15 years, it was supposed to have been implemented on all railroads of when, who knows, uh, certainly before uh, 2015. And of course, there's another mandate to have it uh, the, on all railroads by the end of this year, which is in 10 days. And here they start a brand new service on a, uh, on a uh, upgraded line. And guess what? It does have uh, positive train control, but it hasn't been turned on. Oh my goodness. I mean, uh, are people are in management completely asleep at the switch? And here they're trying to blame the, the poor engineer. My goodness, uh, what about management? Where's management's responsibility for being being uh, totally irresponsible here?
1: Well, they are they are talking about speed being involved, and that's what you're talking about when you say blaming the engineer, I suppose, right?
0: Well, the thing is, is the it's a tough job, just like with truck driving. It's a tough job. Trucks should have. Automated emergency braking that actually works and, and provides them with, with some, uh, occupational safety in, in their occupation. And so do train engineers. They deserve it. Uh, the labor union should have been demanding it and, and, uh, making sure that it's implemented. And who knows where management's been on this. Uh, I guess they've been asleep at the switch or at the snooze bar
1: well it, it is frustrating because the technology has been around for some time and you have to wonder why it hasn't been a higher priority to get it working all over
0: absolutely and you know they're they're now retrieving a uh, a videotape from inside the cab of the engine uh, of the of the locomotive to see what the What the engineer was doing at the time, uh, why don't they get the the videotape from the uh, senior management meetings when people were saying, well, uh, let's uh, go slow on this or whatever, or let's delay this, or let's not do it, or what were the reasons? And and In fact, the NTSB should be investigating management's responsibility here because it's really management's fault.
1: And much, uh, much, much more to come. Uber is also making uh, some headlines, but not the kind it really enjoys. A European court of justice has decided that Uber is a transportation company, not simply a conduit between independent drivers and passengers. And the decision may give Uber even more incentive to go driverless as quickly as it can, right?
0: Well, yes, uh, big news. Uh, Uber is a transportation company. Well, of course, it's a transportation company. And, in fact, their their objective with uh, driverless cars is to really be a transportation company, to manage uh, the driverless vehicles so as to deliver uh, mobility as a service. And, in fact, uh, I suspect that uh, all of their valuation is based on them being a transportation company uh not just a a little uh software package that that uh, is used between uh, a gig worker and and passengers so in a sense uh i think it's uh it's um <laughs> everybody's expected uh, them to be uh named as a transportation company but for uber this is a a real challenge because now uh, with them uh being a, a transportation company uh their their uh, workers their gig workers are really going to be then uh, uh, have to be graded as being professionals and now the whole question is is uh how is uh uber and Lyft and so on and Didi going to train uh, their uh, gig workers to actually be professionals and uh, and how are they going to appropriately compensate them?
1: right there's that issue too that they'll have to be treated as employees
0: right and uh and yes and and in some sense why not they really are uh they can be part time employees they can be short term employees they can be uh they can be all those things, but of course uh, that's going to really increase the cost of uh them delivering that service, and so that is an enormous incentive for them. Uh, to as early as possible uh, evolve uh, their concept to uh, to a driverless one in which uh, they won't need as many of these employees and these professionals uh, to be able to deliver mobility to everybody.
1: Yeah, on one hand, it's going to be costing them more money apparently, and, and on the other, they're going to need to invest more to be able to go driverless.
0: Well, absolutely. I guess that's why when you have a valuation of $70 billion, I guess you have some opportunity to do some investments. So uh, go for it, Uber.
1: Jan LeCun, director of Facebook AI Research and silver professor of computer science at New York University, a brilliant man who took part in the Smart Driving Car Summit last spring, and I got to chat with him. Uh, Explored deep learning and the principles and methods for predictive learning during a lecture at the Institute for Advanced Studies this month at Princeton. The title, How Could Machines Learn as Efficiently as Animals and Humans? And that, Alan, has a lot to do with the future of autonomous vehicles.
0: A- absolutely. And it's uh, it's a real honor for for Jan to be invited to the Institute because uh, th- that is a Premier Basic Research uh, uh, Institute. That's where Einstein was, uh, uh, and uh, and in a sense, uh, it's a real o- honor for him uh, to be invited to the institute to give the talk. And it's nice to see that the institute is interested in the subject matter. So that uh, since they are really a, a basic mathematics uh, entity, uh, it's really a. Um, uh, a real um, um, a step up in some sense in terms of of the uh, academic uh, or scholarly uh, uh, and basic research interest in this area uh, for uh, Jan LeCun to be uh, invited uh, to speak. And uh, yes, um, the idea is to, is to make the learning piece of all this uh, uh, really efficient because um, that's what these are going to need to do. They're going to need to be able to learn uh, the driving environment and be able to do it better than we can. And so that's a critical element of the uh, of the technological development um, uh, for uh, for the, this uh, particular field.
1: Explain the, the concept a little bit for us and why it's important. This has to do with not having to code everything into to the computer systems in the vehicles, to that uh, the computer systems can, can actually learn yeah, as they go along? Yes, so on.
0: it's in some sense uh, the same way that that we all learn. We're given examples and we're told what the answer is. And in some sense, uh, that's what we need to do uh, to be able to to basically train, uh, especially the, the vision and systems, uh, to be able to take uh, – uh representation visual uh representations of the road ahead and understand uh, what is the right thing to do at that particular time and it's all in terms of, of basically getting the correlation uh between uh what is in the uh, in the images and what the uh, the car or the vehicle should do uh so as to uh, operate properly
1: our listeners can check out the video of Jan's talk at IAS.edu. Yeah, so. Alan, yeah. we've, been waiting, we've been waiting a long time to learn more about the role Apple will play when it comes to smart driving cars. In dribs and drabs, we're, we're hearing more. Apple's artificial intelligence chief made a presentation this month. Apple has crafted a, a system that uses onboard cameras to identify objects even in tricky situations, such as when uh, raindrops, for instance, cover the he, lens, it can estimate the position of a pedestrian, even when they're hidden by a parked car. This is pretty big stuff. That absolutely,
0: talking about. and again, this is the same uh, sort of thing, or an extension of what Jan LeCun uh, is is describing. To be able to use uh, uh, deep learning in neural networks in a context of interpreting what uh, is in an image and in the case with respect to raindrops, uh, basically not paying attention to the raindrops, but paying attention to what is in the scene around the raindrops. Uh, That's what we do when we drive down the road. We There are the raindrops that are there, but we don't end up paying attention to the raindrops. We pay attention to what else is going on around the raindrops. So they're using basically the same sort of concepts that that Jan is talking about with respect to now properly uh, training and understanding uh, visual uh, scenes uh, that that contain raindrops or in situations in which a, a vehicle or a tree or something else is partially obscuring a pedestrian still identifies a pedestrian. If a pedestrian is totally obscured, and it's not seeing, then there's no magic there. So um, be careful.
1: Apple obviously has some really deep pockets, lots of money. Do you
0: expect them to be a big player? In well, this field? I the, the deep pockets uh, it helps, but I think it really needs a few very good people. And certainly they can play in this field. And so, uh, you know, uh, It doesn't take an army here, but it takes a few very good people uh, to uh, move it forward.
1: Do you think that uh, it would make sense for them to look for some acquisitions in this field if they want to be recognized? Well,
0: I I think everybody's looking for the right acquisitions and everybody's scrambling to find the right people. Um, I think um, uh, that's one possible way to go about it. Uh, Another possible way is... uh, Just to find the right people and put them in the room and get them all thinking properly. In some sense, uh, you know, that's what Jan LeCun is doing uh, at Facebook. He he has, you know, as he told us, he has uh, 60 uh, PhDs working on the various applications that he's working on. And that's a pretty substantial group uh, and a a lot of intelligence to put together to then uh, move the ball forward
1: wasn't that long ago when there was a lot of conjecture that Apple was going to come out with a car that they that they were going to be uh, a player with it with an actual vehicle um not too much talk about that now I
0: think the the vehicle itself uh, is has become sort of a, a secondary to all this I think it's pretty well defined what we what one needs in a vehicle one needs a redundant Steering system, a redundant uh, uh, braking system, a, a redundant throttle. But what it really needs is the is the artificial intelligence, uh, the software, and uh, the computing hardware that goes with it, along with um, some sensors. And in fact, uh, you know, some think that think that the sensors are are, are the important piece. Others, some of us think that really cameras and radar are really good enough. And in a sense, uh, what one needs is is the really good uh, software uh, from the artificial intelligence piece of it uh, to really uh, break uh, open this particular opportunity. And I think that that's, that's uh, probably where Apple sees itself. Once one has this uh, artificial intelligence and the computing power to do it, then in fact uh, uh, the vehicle and its manufacturing will be the easy part.
1: So you think they still may build a car uh, whether or they build would, a you, car, they would you bet com that they'll just sell the tech to somebody Fox else? Whether they have
0: build a car for them or, you know, uh, in, in the end, uh, um, they put the intelligence that's in the iPhone. Uh, do we want to say that the, they built the iPhone? No, they put together Foxconn to build it for them. So, uh, yes, uh, uh, I think that, that that's the way they, they will probably probably proceed, and they may or may not use you know, an existing uh, uh, original equipment manufacturer, or they may, in fact, be putting one together in in China or India, or who knows.
1: Interesting. Finally, uh, some news from Volvo and Tesla. Volvo has picked the first two Swedish families to test autonomous driving on Swedish roads. Progress. I yeah,
0: well, I think it's it's progress. They've had cars running around. They've had about 100 cars running around in, in Gothenburg, but they've been running around with with basically in-house drivers. And it's now another thing to basically do uh, crowdsourcing on all this. Put this out there uh, with um, normal everyday people and get the normal everyday response. I mean, in the end, if this is going to uh, be uh, adopted and purchased and used. It will be normal, everyday people that do it, and so one has to really uh, um, begin to try it out.
1: Is that being done at all in in the U.S., other than, I guess, People turning it on in well, and
0: <laughs> people turning it on their Teslas or going to the showroom and buying a new Cadillac or, you know, what uh, what Waymo's been doing uh, in Arizona with respect to uh, offering rides to uh, the general, uh, at least a, a selected subset of the general public in vehicles that uh, at least uh, now don't have anybody behind the steering wheel. And maybe very shortly, won't have an attendant on board at all. And so, again, that's uh, moving the ball forward. If we're going to get the driverless in which we have mobility as a service, it will have to be out there in which there is no attendant in the vehicle. Uh, Otherwise, it will just be too expensive for uh, the general population to afford, and we'll all continue to own our own cars.
1: And uh, Elon Musk is saying Tesla will develop its own chip for autopilot. Alan looks to you like he wants to be another Henry Ford. Yeah, I
0: guess he wants to control uh, every piece of the of the supply chain associated with his vehicle, and I think that's an appropriate approach. The question is, you know, can you really compete with NVIDIA uh, or... Um, uh, or Intel. I mean, um, it's it's asking an awful lot. And while you might be able to compete or come close to competing with them right now, uh, what's the landscape going to look like in five years when when the Nvidias and the Intels of this world have a much broader market opportunity for continuing the development of their products? Uh, that also benefit um, the uh, the driverless and self-driving cars. So uh, um, uh, great, uh, it's wonderful that he wants to be in that business too. Uh, but um, what he has to do really is to start producing uh, 5,000 Model Threes per week and do that quickly. And um, that seems to be a, a major hurdle for him at at, at present.
1: Well, we're going to get into this a little bit more, but we're going to wrap up with uh, a little bit of an assessment of the kind of year it's been for smart driving cars, uh, and and the progress that's been made. Are you are you encouraged by what's happened? I, I
0: think everybody has to be encouraged. There's been some real progress, especially Waymo's in Arizona, and in, and as we talked about, Volvo's in uh, in in Sweden. And uh, the fact that Teslas are out there with autopilot, and people are using it every day, and we aren't hearing about people dying on the on the roadways, and all of the uh, initiatives that that have been uh, that have begun to move forward, uh, there has been an enormous uh, fundamental progress um, in this field of, over 2017. And, um, and we're poised to, um, to make a run at this. Uh, we're still at zero. Uh, we're still, uh, you know, very, very much at the very, very beginning of all this. Uh, but there are a number of, uh, very, very positive, uh, um, uh, occurrences, uh, over the, this past year and essentially no negative ones.
1: On that note, that's it for this edition of the Smart Driving Cars podcast. Find us at smartdrivingcar.com, on SoundCloud, and look for my tech reports at textination.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Alan Kornhauser. Have a great holiday.
0: Happy holidays to everyone, and a great 2018 to come. Thanks for listening. Progressive Casualty
1: Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations.